Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. Carson Wood looking for his headphones. I didn't think you had any, so I didn't bring mine. I don't think I do, but I thought that I did. But now I know... That you do not. That I don't. Well, that's all right. <laughs> so if our sound sounds a little off, just let us know because neither of us have headphones. But... Text me. We didn't... <laughs> but we didn't change any of our settings, so we should be good to go. Uh, big week in MMA, MMA after a week off. Uh, there's a, a huge Bellator card. Just joking. There was, but I didn't watch it on Friday night. Melvin Goyard fought. Oh, yeah. he looked That guy he fought looked big as hell, too. Yeah, I didn't even see it. So moving on from that, if you watched it, uh, feel free to tweet us your favorite aspects so we can go back and maybe try and find them on streamable or something. But we did have the UFC Denver card, and the best thing that the UFC could have done was avoid exactly what they did on the last Denver card and not stack it with heavyweights to have to fight at altitude. I don't think that was the last one, was it? I think that was the last Denver card. How often did they go to Denver? Since the very first one, we found that oh, out yeah, last they, Yeah, good point. Um, burr, 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 burr. I don't know, but it <clears throat> that, that was the worst ever. I remember that was on Austin's birthday. We talked about it at length, and it was the fatties card, and it was the worst. So let's get into the undercard things that I want to talk about that I think are kind of important stories, just real quick. Um, Johnson... Uh, Jordan Johnson beat Enrique De Silva. They're heavyweights. Um, Jordan Johnson actually looked really good. Enrique De Silva has only got one loss um, in the UFC so far. And so the fact that Jordan Johnson beat him pretty handedly um, is awesome. Any prospects that we have at heavyweight always makes me super happy. Uh, Nash versus Jing Liang. That fight was actually super good. Nash went all out. Um, if you haven't seen that, that's definitely a fight to go back and rewatch. Sun Xiao and Sterling, man. I didn't even see this fight. But what what are your thoughts on Sterling being 0-2 in his last two fights in the UFC? Um, Do you care? In what sense? Like, was Sterling ever a big enough name for you to care yeah. where he was going and what he was doing? Yeah. And I don't think... He's young. I mean, I don't think oh, that's... Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's... Undefeated is really cool. It makes us all feel really good. But, like, at the end of the day... Um, even if you get cut from the UFC, look at Verdum, there's there's a huge chance for you to come back. Um, and a lot of the times it, it helps you not getting beat up in the highest division, you know, or the highest uh, promotion, I should say. Like, does it matter? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it matters for the division. Um, but in the long term, I can still see him making a run for the belt. Well, there's nothing wrong with a split decision against Sun Xiao. I no. mean, who has beat TJ Dillashaw, who's the elite of that, you know, of that weight class. And, of course, with uh, Brian Caraway, Caraway just out-wrestled him. And no one really saw that coming because Sterling had built himself up as, like, this future contender and this, you know, this great fighter. And he is. But I think a lot of us, you know, drank the Kool-Aid and got behind the hype because he he did a really good job marketing him himself until he, you know, was out to try and get his a new contract signed, I had no idea who he was. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he put himself out there, he got himself on the Ariel Hawani show, um, and did all of those things. He th that's the only reason we know who he you know who he was. I didn't see him winning to Brian Caraway. That's one of the only fights that I've big upsets that I've picked in in a while. I think, um, and I if you go back to our podcast, I, I made sure to point that out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yes, you did. But Sun Xiao is, is legitimate. I mean, and this is a split decision rather than a, a decision for, for Sun Xiao. So 
Sterling, like we were talking about, he's a young kid. He's got a lot of time ahead of him. Um, so I hope he gets back on track. I, I hope it doesn't start to really affect him. It's going to affect his next contract signing, I can tell you that. Um, but it's just an interesting fight, man. All right. Um, so Sorry, while you were talking, I was just looking up to see when the last uh, Colorado card was. And? Uh, two people we've already talked about. Cerrone, well, we will. We talked well, about it before. There, yeah. uh, Gallard, but then that was also on the Henderson Frankie Edgar too. Oh my goodness, that's war- and that was a pay per view. That was 2012. God, we need to move to Denver. Apparently, the the UFC loves Denver. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's it's a bread and butter. That's where it started. It's four and a half years ago, though. Like, still, to, I mean, we okay. could just go every four years, <laughs> <laughs> just like the World Cup. Yeah, that's. Just like the World Cup. And then the, the one before... Actually, then before that, the Jones Rampage was a year before that. In Denver? In the Pepsi Center, same one. Oh, yeah. man, they love Denver. Yeah, they've had some really that. good fights. They actually fights. haven't been there in a minute. I'm surprised they didn't actually get a normal UFC card there. That one was uh, had Jones versus Jackson, Koscheck versus Hughes. Uh, Koscheck Hughes, man, that's Hunt, way old. Rothwell, Brown, Bowden, Diaz, Gomi. So, I mean, they actually go there pretty frequently. Pepsi Center, they like it. Good Pe- job, Pepsi. Pepsi Center. Pepsi, Pepsi. <laughs> Is this uh, the Royal Rumble? Yeah, we get an ad. Speaking placement? of which, wrestling fans, here's one thing I don't understand. We were just watching the Royal Rumble, which isn't actually on, and we will probably watch the the 30 man Royal Rumble after this podcast. But I've never seen so many freaking product placement things within a pay per view in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had KFC, we had Voodoo. The, the movie streaming app. Like, we had all kinds of things just in the time that we were down there. We had them pitching their, their new video game. Holy cow. I don't I don't understand it. People complain about, you know, commercial breaks and different things. But at least the UFC hasn't, like, straight up put commercials in their pay-per-views. There might be one for, like, Harley Davidson, but they're commercials. They're not, like, UFC fighters acting like they like there something. There could be – well, I mean, there could be an argument, though, for that because you still get to see what you're paying for. You get to see the – because you get to still put personality from the people that you're paying for. So I could see them actually having an argument for putting the product placement in with people that you're already paying to see because you like their personality. Well, and you feel if that if you like that personality of that person, you might look into the product that they're, they're pitching, which I understand because that's what I do for my job. You know, so hold on here. Hold on a moment. What are you looking at? So f- also UFC 2 was also in Colorado. So, so one, and, one two. and two. Because there's only so many places it was actually allowed. You, this upsets me. Casper, Wyoming, got UFC 6. The hell? <laughs> um, but go- I want to know... ghost town. What was... Who was in the all-fatties card? Roy N- Nelson had to have been on yeah, it. There's Roy no Nelson, way he wasn't. I'm Nelson looking this up. Nelson was this... on it. Um, probably Josh Rocheholt. Who else was probably on that bad boy? Was it that long ago? Oh, yeah. When he was still in. Josh Rocheholt. Did I call him Ryan? I don't think so. I don't remember, man. I just remember. I'm going to laugh if you, the card you're talking about wasn't actually Denver. It was Altitude. Yeah, and it was all heavyweights. I think Travis Brown might have been on it when he was younger. It was the longest running card, if I remember correctly. That's what I'm going to look up then because I can't find it. Longest um, running card in UFC. While history. you're looking at that, let's get into Caceres and, let's Ni- do it. and I- Knight real quick. Um, here's one, the one thing I want, well, two, two things I want to talk about on this one, right? Jason Knight looked really good. Um, Alex Caceres needs to work on his wrestling. It's kind of sad that this guy's been in the UFC that long. I mean, and they kind of set him up with people that won't wrestle him. Jason Knight just took him down at will, which was kind of sad. Um, I don't think they're trying to 
honestly, I don't think they're trying to build him up for people that, because I think it's the other way around. I think they use him to not wrestle other people like your Rodriguez yeah, your Rodriguez, stuff yeah. like that. And I, I can agree with that. People with flashier fights, I feel like the UFC really likes him. You know, let's just put it like that. You know what I mean? I think they like him. I think they think he's flashy. Maybe the way he talks. I don't. I'm not absolutely sure. But the fact is, is, is if you ask me, I don't feel like he should be in the UFC anymore. But he seems to be one of those dudes that they they really like, and he could really help another promotion. And maybe that's why they don't really get you know get rid of him. He did beat Cole Miller. He did beat Marcel Fullen, whoever that is. He lost to Francisco Rivera and Yaya Rodriguez. Now Jason Knight. So three losses in the last five fights. He's I mean th- he's a great fighter, but his takedown defense is atrocious. Jason Knight looked really good, except he is about as backwoods as you can get, man. Listen to that dude talk. <laughs> Apparently, they had an interview with him, and he was like, there's two things to do in my my hometown. Hang out in front of the Walmart or, or street fight. And he's like, so I didn't want to hang out in front of the Walmart. It's like, well, you know, good for him. He, he turned it into a career. And then, of course, right after he won, he knelt down and said a prayer in the octagon. Um, they mic him up? Yeah. Brian Stan actually. Brian Stan's a class act. Um, however, there is one thing that he said at the very end of this, and that made me actually gain some respect for him. He said, "I'm not here. I'm not here to be the most popular. I'm not here to be the highest paid. I just want to come out here and put on a show." And he didn't say it like he was completely honest about it. It wasn't like a Conor McGregor like, "I'm not here to be the most popular. Get paid the most. I'm here to, to fight and put on a show." Like he legitimately meant it. Like, yeah. And so it was like, okay, cool. You know, if you, I like those type of guys, you know, I'm going to fight anyone, anywhere. I don't care. I don't care if, how much I get paid. I don't care how much people like me. Do you believe Masvidal? So like, do you believe when people say that when people get the call and they mention their name, they hang up the phone? Do you, do you actually believe that? Do you think, I mean, not I obviously hang up the phone, but obviously, but like, I think people definitely turn down fights. Yeah. I mean, Dana White throws people under the bus all of the time for turning down fights. All well, he talks the about there's different ways to turn down the fights, and I'm wondering if that's what it's translating to, like, for Masvidal. Um, He's number 12. There's really no reason to fight him. Get paid. Like, if all the rest of the division's tied up. I mean, he's got to fight somebody, and so do you. So he he beat Pat Healy. He beat Crookshank. He beat James Krause. He lost to Al Iaquinta. He lost to Benson Henderson. He lost to Lorenz Larkin. And he's on a three-fight winning streak against Jorge Masvidal. I'm sorry, against Ross Pearson, Jake Ellenberger, and Donald Cerrone now. Donald Cerrone did him a favor. And I I put it in this this context. Donald Cerrone basically did a Forrest Griffin-esque loss, right? He didn't have to take the fight. It was a lose-lose to begin with, other than the fact that it could have been exciting. He just wanted to fight in Denver. He just barely fought. Like, it just doesn't... It didn't make sense for him to take this fight. So honestly, Jorge Masvidal was not only lucky to be in this fight, that Donald Cerrone was game to fight him. And luckily enough, his boxing, Donald Cerrone didn't try and wrestle him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Donald Cerrone didn't move his head. Yeah, he did once. Yeah. But I mean, he he didn't, he he didn't, but you get some, I mean, and he tried to leg kick, but he wasn't moving his head. You know what I mean? He would leg kick and he would leave his head straight on. And, of course, there's two things that really annoyed me. One, he didn't move his head when the punches were coming in against the boxer. You have to move your head. And number two was he said he didn't watch any tape because he trusted his coaches. 
like, and that's great. You should trust your coaches, and you don't, you don't necessarily need to watch film. But if you're not watching it, you're not going to get those idiosyncrasies. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be like, okay, cool. When I throw these leg kicks, he's going to eat it and throw an overhand right. Honestly, I, I don't think you have to watch film to understand that. I mean, for me, from a football standpoint, I, I, I can still – I mean, I played two years of football. I've watched it all my life. I cannot look at a defense or an offense and dissect it. Now, he probably can, and I understand he's at a higher level. But I would much prefer as an athlete that my coach tell me, hey, we watched film, which we still watched film, yeah. but it would be more like if we watched film, we just need you here. This is your job. And then yeah. you can – and then you mimic it and practice that week. Yeah. You do what they do. And so I can understand if he didn't want to watch film, I don't think that's an, that, that's that egregious. So here's so here's my point on that, right? I called Jorge Masvidal the, the uh, Diaz brother of the welterweight division, right? Because Not Diaz. Nixon 185 <laughs> with Diaz brother, one of them, right? Well, I was going to say because they're at 170. The, the, yeah, well, they both he, fought at 170. It. Well, yeah. I'm Where are you at, George? Like, sorry, I'm looking at uh, 155 and 185. As of right now, yes, they both fought at welterweight. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, there's nobody at Winkle John that boxes like that. There's no one with that 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 type of boxing style or pedigree at Winkle John MMA right now to be able to do that. So you've got Cerrone, you've got um, Prandell, you've got uh, John Jones. I guess could technically do that, but his boxing's different. The stance, everything about it is is different. You looking up the the Winkle John MMA roster? Yeah, that's what I was hoping you were doing because yeah. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Like as much as as dumb as it sounds, and as much as Cerrone doesn't like the Diaz brothers, they probably should have brought in one of the freaking Diaz brothers to to mimic Jorge Masvidal because there's not a lot of people that box like he does. Um, what about Lando Venata? I mean, he's not going to box like him, but like he's a karate dude. I mean, just he could, that he kick, could mimic. He, I, I think he's good enough and he's rounded enough Cubs that he Swanson? could have mimicked it. No. Cub Swanson's got good striking, but different type of boxing completely. What about Joey Villasenor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Mexican boxing champ. He definitely the guy out of shark fights. Hey, just just dude, just because his last name is Hispanic doesn't mean he's a Diaz or a Masvidal man. Come on, you racist. He's out of shark fights. <laughs> shark fights. Literally, literally, there's a promotion a called... There, no, there's literally a thing called shark fights. Yeah. Shark is, fights is a decent-sized promotion. It's what do you mean by decent size? Just sized? as big as Alaska fighting promotion or whatever it was. Well, which um, is now on Fight Pass. Yeah, in fairness, yeah, there's... I mean... But that's the thing, though. It's like... I don't. I honestly don't think you need somebody to mimic him like that. Because one, his well, level, he lost. You can't mimic him at that level. That's like saying somebody mimic Connor. You could bring in a Diaz brother. Look at when uh, Woodley brought in Sage Northcutt to mimic Wonder Boy, and obviously it worked it? out well. Uh, it helps, but like, do you think Sage Northcutt's really at the level of that? Like, maybe in karate specific. I I highly doubt that. Just because of, of age, maybe. I and that's the but thing. Wonder Boy, like, you, like, can, you couldn't get somebody to the level of a Diaz brother, man. Bring in a Diaz brother. Well, I'm even saying at your gym, like somebody that's maybe not as good as Masvidal, but in, in the boxing realm is as good as Sage Northcutt is at karate. T.J. Dillashaw had to be Dominic Cruz for Uriah Faber, and he picked up that style of fighting. You know what I that's mean? That's what I'm saying. You can learn it, like, and you can mimic it. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I'm saying. You don't need a Diaz. One of these guys could have. They could have 
figured out a way to to help him. I feel like see there's I feel like there's certain styles of fighting. Karate's one of them. With with like Darren Crookshank, who obviously wasn't on that level. Sage Northcutt, who obviously gets taken down. But then Thompson, right? Those three karate guys. I think you bring some one of those three in if you're facing one of the other ones. That, that, that's how I'm going to put that. With wrestlers. You need somebody that can mimic a wrestler's style with the one leg, you know, the the transitions to the single leg to the double leg. Yeah, you're learning those things, but you have to bring in a high-level wrestler in order to learn high-level wrestling before you take on a high-level wrestler. I'm saying you obviously bring somebody in to mimic that, but you're never going to get somebody that's going to mimic Damian Maya. But you try your best. Yeah. And I'm just saying he there's enough people at this gym. They can find somebody to do a good enough job. Um it seemed more to me that, you know, he he didn't look recovered yet. And, I mean, he's looked crisp. We have not, He did not look crisp that fight. I actually thought it was pretty close through the first round, but I was about yeah, to text you. I agree. And I was going to be like, oh, my gosh, that's pretty close, actually. And then right when I was about to pick up my phone, just destruction in the first round. Did we want to get into this one yet? We had some other things to talk about before we Mag- get into this. We can Mag- yeah, I was. I no, mean, we can we can finish we, up with this and we, go back we, to Ngannou. Yeah, and then. I, I think we go back to Ngannou because this one right here doesn't really progress the welterweight position, the welterweight division. Um, I don't think it's a setback for Cerrone either. I think they still give him a top five opponent for the next opponent. I don't think they they take him down by any means. All I can say is, thank you, Donald and Masvidal, for taking this fight in yep. lieu of Pena's stupid comment. Thank she, you to you two. She's so annoying. No, I mean. The fact that she she was like I, I'm putting it all on the line for the fans and people have been wanting this fight. It's like no, they, no, no, they don't. We can get into that in a little bit, but Pena like I honestly it. thank you Jorge Masvidal and Donald Cerrone because yep. this was the most interesting fight for me. Maybe it's just because I'm a, a Cerrone homer. Yeah, but this one, I know you said it doesn't progress the welterweight division a lot more, but I think we learned two things about two fighters. Maybe Donald needs to go back down to light. Uh, lightweight no. and Mazavidal, we need to move him up a little bit in the rankings. I think, I think you come back in with this fight with Donald Cerrone having just lost and understanding why he, how he's going to get caught by, the, by this dude, and he wins the next time they fight. I I don't think he makes the same mistakes twice, and I think he's a higher level fighter than Jorge Masvidal. But all I, I love Jorge Masvidal. I like his stories. Well. I did until all of his trash talk when he came out of the post-fight press conferences and was like, I like Donald Cerrone. He comes to bang, he comes to fight, that's why I wanted to fight him. He and then allegedly all got into an has, argument with his grandma. Cerrone got, and Masvidal's grandma? Other way around, because Donald's really close with his grandma. Uh-huh. Really, really close. Um, and uh, his grandpa actually bought him his property, I think, when, for where they're training everything out in Denver, I think is what he said. Anyways, uh, no, yeah, he got into an argument with Cerrone's grandma. Well, and I mean, he did the uh, <clears throat> what was the the movie scene where he shoots a guy and walks off, like, and then he said he should have got two performance of the nights because he knocked him out twice, which was actually pretty funny. And I understand, like, he's making his move right. He's he's using his win of Donald Cerrone to propel him as far as he can into money and you know whatever else. Like, I understand the concept, but he's kind of coming off as an asshole. And the last thing that people like in, in the UFC is for you to take out one of their idols and then just be an ass about it. They will turn on you very, very quickly. They turn on you till they don't. Because think about like Connor, 
like I, I still don't like him, but for the most part, it was like everybody didn't like him, and they all of a sudden liked him. I feel like because he came in and just tore through the freaking UFC. Like he did what he said he was going to do. Jorge Masvidal's like lost three of his last or two of his last five fights. You can't come in and be like, you can now. Well, you, you can, can start talking yeah. now, and you have to. That's what I'm saying. You're right until you're you're wrong until I'm. You're right. You know, it's like yeah. that doesn't really make sense, but essentially. He can start it now, and he's using that platform because there's no bigger platform in his career than Donald Cerrone. He has to, yeah. And uh, maybe that's where he starts making his move in. I don't think it's going to happen for him, but I I assume that's what he's doing. And honestly, I mean, I I respect just making moves, but I I mean, I'm more interested in his next fight for sure, but I'm not like... He's not one I put an asterisk next to his name and be like, I have to watch this fight. It's like, yeah, I'll watch it. Let's see what happens, but I'm not like... To the television. I've always appreciated his fights. Yeah, no, I appreciate him. Uh, anytime him, but it's I not... see his name, I'm like, okay, cool. Like that'll that'll be an ex- that'll be an, an interesting enough fight to to actually watch. I mean, I'm just if we take out if we take out uh, champions. Yeah, I wouldn't even put him in the top ten of people that I am glued to the television for, or that I would tune in for, no matter what. Yep, like that's that's kind of who I would compare him to, or even the top top twenty probably for that matter. But I mean, he's starting to make a case for himself. Yeah, and you, yeah, he has to launch himself off this platform because if he doesn't take advantage of it, he's stupid. However, it annoys me how cocky he's being, but I I understand it at the same time. Um, we talked about the through text. We talked about the. Uh, the stoppage a little bit because you yep. you agreed with the, so- the stoppage. Oh, I agree that it should have been stopped in the first round. That shouldn't have gone to, to round two. You think it should have been stopped in the second round where they were? Um, only because Donald Cerrone didn't come off the fence and complain. He was. He seemed like. I mean, he was. He was done. He was probably concussed from the first round. Jorge Masvidal put him against the fence and was just giving him body shot after body shot, and Donald Cerrone wasn't defending himself. So I, can, uh, I think he was covering his head. Well, I think he just didn't want to get an uppercut or a hook to the but, head. But we're we're talking defending himself in muscle memory, right? You're you're a fighter. You're going to block your face. See, I think is what because I didn't like the stoppage. But honestly, if we're looking at context, uh, Herb Dean is looking at a very hesitant Cerrone for that yeah. whole second round. After mm-hmm. like we might as well, while he's not taking damage to the head, and he's definitely going to if this fight goes any mm-hmm. longer. Um, Without him taking any more damage to the head, let's just call the fight. Like while he's taking body shots, but I, I still don't. I mean, if I'm looking at it just objectively or subjectively, I guess I should say I would just I would say no. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it not being stopped in the first, and I don't agree with it being stopped in the second where it was. But this is the Michael. Bis- this is the Michael Bisbing fight, right? You know what I mean? Like some people will watch that fight and say, "Yeah, that definitely should have been stopped," and then other people watch that fight and be like, "No, the bell went off first. Like. He had plenty of time. I almost feel like this is the exact same type of thing. And yes, I I agree with you 100%. Contextually, it makes perfect sense because Donald Cerrone was out in the first, coming into the second with everything. Now, if you showed someone this out of context, like you just said, they would be like, why in the world did that get stopped? He was protecting his face and he he just stopped the body shots. And I agree with that. My the only reason I agree with it is when they came off that fence, Donald Cerrone wasn't like, "Why'd you stop the fight?" And he didn't complain at all. He just basically hit Jorge Masvidal and you know high fived him and was like, "Good job, man!" Like he understood that he had lost that fight, and that's so. In that context, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, the fight should have never got out of the second or out of the first round. Um, but I also understand her being. You know, and Dana White said, I couldn't hear the bell. Herb Dean, you know, probably didn't hear the bell, but it looked like he stopped the fight. 
and then the bell went off. Um, you think he's counting? He might have been. Why don't they do, like, so the goal line technology that, you know how the the goal line technology for soccer that they have now? <laughs> Where they can, like, do the 360 count. Well, not even that. So, I mean, yes, that's to show the fans after, but how the refs know is there's a buzzer on their hand, uh, and it vibrates. Oh. So even if the bell's not going off, why don't they just make, like, an automatic thing on their wrist? So, yeah, you still get the whole pageantry. You get the clap at 10 seconds. The fans get the bell. But why we are relying on a gentleman to hit, like, First off, even if more simplified, why don't they just do, put the stupid timer on a bell to do it automatically? Why don't they just have the alarms in the arena go off? <laughs> the hockey ones? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, just put, like, a little yeah. buzzer on his hand. And regardless of what happens with the bell, he knows he's the last say on it. I don't know why that's not a thing, but. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that, that is a, a potential fix to that. Um, well, yeah, and it just seems. Like I said, you can have the pageantry and everything. That's fine. I don't care if they keep doing everything just like else. The but it's, it's just protecting the fighters. And then there's no doubt at all like what really happened. But I only the only thing that I can see in that is if there's any type of disagreements between the per, the timekeeper and the referee's little buzzer. What do you mean? So someone hits the – they hit the ding, ding, ding. The buzzer doesn't go off for another two seconds. And it causes some kind of issue. You know what I mean? Like, but why like would that. the bell? Why would the bell go off before the buzzer? Human, human error. They're watching it. They're timekeeping. I've never heard it go off early. Have you? Um, usually not early, late. There's actually one UFC fight, and I can't remember which, which one it is that it went off like ten seconds late. Well, late, yeah, late. I understand, yeah. and that's why that's why I'm saying like the I've just never seen it go off early. I guess that's kind of a problem, but even still, then we're erring on the side of caution, and the, a fighter's not taking more damage than he needs to. I agree, but um, yeah, I, I and I think that nobody should actually buzz the referee. Obviously, it should just be automatically timed with the timer. Once that thing hits zero, Herb Dean, Big John McCarthy, their hands buzzing. Um, that's what I think should happen. That's me. That's yeah. where I'm coming from. I can agree with that. So let's talk Nagano versus. Arlovsky. He's looking the part, man. Uh, do you think he's going to get hit with USADA? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Is he juicing? No, I just, you look at them. Usually when you look at someone that's a specimen, there's a reason that they're a specimen. And obviously you look at Czech Congo and you look a lot of those, a lot of those African-born French fighters that are monstrous. Um, and obviously Czech Congo, I don't think ever peed hot for anything. So, I mean, some people just are... Genetically, they look different, but man, he is just a monster. And I mean, these guys are six three, six four. So being six three, six four, two thirty five, isn't that big. I mean, I mean, it's huge. I don't mean like that, but my 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 brother in law six four, two twenty five, I believe it is Weston, and he's a big dude. Yeah, but he's not like. It doesn't look unproportionally big. He doesn't look like he's a football player. He's going to crush your skull with his bare hand. But he's a he's a tall and he's a thick dude. And so, if you were to see these guys in real life, I don't think that they they look. I mean, they look bigger in context. I think than they would if they were just you know hanging out. Um, but that being said, to be that that built, you do, you always do worry at some point he's going to get into the top three, top four, and all of a sudden he's going to ping for something. And I hope he doesn't. I hope he's clean. Uh, I'm not, I'm only speculating, not saying that he is or he isn't based on his build, but 
you know, stranger things have happened, especially at welterweight. I think Arlovsky's pinged for PEDs. Freaking Josh Barnett pinged again. Um, there's a lot of people at heavyweight that, that tend to be on the juice, um, especially from the pride days when you almost had to be. But that being said, um, the fight looked great. He called out Alistair Overeem or JDS, and then he said he called out those two because Cain Velasquez is injured. And he didn't want to put his name in there because he didn't feel like it was fair because he couldn't actually fight. Something like that. Oh, so he, in, effect, <laughs> in effect, he did still. Yeah, in effect, he did, yeah, in effect, he did again. But he yes. said why he hadn't That's originally. Smart. That's smart. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like him. I, I mean, barring, I guess, if, if he does ping because, I mean, we don't know. He has, has he gone against like an out-and-out out wrestler yet that we – Yeah. So he went against – Curtis Blades was an out-and-out out wrestler. And that ended up um, Francis Naganu actually was on his back for part of it. And then um, as soon as we were turned on to, to him, when, when everyone was like, oh, we're really excited for this fight. This kid's the future, but whatever, whatever. Um, I ended up looking into some of his old fights before he got into the UFC. And he actually fought several wrestlers um, that took him down. And he ended up having to win the fight, even though the guy had, had beat him more or less on... He had kept him on his back, and he had to use the, the small amount of time that he was on his feet to knock the guy out before the, the round ended. So, yes, he can be he can be slowed, and he can be taken down. Obviously, that was you know at least five fights ago and a couple years ago. I, don't, uh, I just don't remember ever seeing him in danger, ever. Uh-huh. Um, rewatch the Curtis Blades fight. Uh, the sh- I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on UFC Fight Pass yet. When is when was it? This is April tenth, two thousand sixteen. Oh, it'll be on Fight Pass for sure. They yeah. have the Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. It just, on Fight Pass, it does, the well, it just doesn't one. have my. It doesn't have the watch button next to the thing. It was on a uh, Fight Night, so it might have been Fox or something. So it mm-hmm. might not be there. It doesn't usually. If it's there, it'll say watch, so mm-hmm. you can go watch it on Fight Pass. Anyway, um, that being said, he did put him on his back a couple times, but Nagano still finished him. Doctor stoppage in round two, and. I mean, that was kind of throwing both of those guys to the wolves because Curtis Blades is a, an exciting, not an exciting fighter, but a solid fighter for the heavyweight division as well. He's fighting on, on next week's card. Um, but I I think he should fight the winner of Derek Lewis, Travis Brown. I think that would be a perfect, a, uh, a perfect fight for that. The heavyweight division, I feel like there's JDS, Stipe, and Kane, and I guess Verdum, and then there's everybody else. And I don't think he beats any of those. I think he could beat Stipe. Puncher's Shano? chance. Yeah. Oof. I think I, I think he could beat Stipe. Which means he mean, can beat all of them. I think Verdum. Do I think he? I think it's about fifty-fifty on most of those. I think if Verdum can get him to the ground, his BJJ beats him. I think Verdum. Kane's beats wrestling him. beats him, and I think JDS might be able to outstrike him. I, I think he gets hands on Kane again, and Kane go. I mean, I love Kane, but I I. But he has been prone to knockouts. How many times he's only been knocked out by JDS, JDS, right? Um, He's just he's he's so fast, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's I just don't know if he can keep it on the feet. He has a chance with anybody. That that's why I think Verdum's the biggest threat to him. But I I I, I'm starting to have him flirt with the the top five in in my opinion. Like that's oh yeah for sure. um, Speaking of heavyweights and UFC cards, I told you I was going to look this up. So I don't know what the hell rumor I've been spreading about <laughs> the heavyweights in Denver, but so this one was 146 in Vegas. It's the only all main card that was heavyweight. Uh, so <laughs> listen to this. 
Stefan Struve, LeVar Johnson, submission, armbar, first round, minute five. Maybe this was the other. This was the actual argument that we had. Stipe Miocic versus Shane Del Rosario, TKO, elbows, second round. Roy Nelson versus Dave Herman, KO, punch, first round, 51 seconds. Cain Velasquez, Antonio Silva, first round, 336. Junior Dos Santos defeats Frank Mir, TKO, punches, second round. Yeah. So I think it's what it was is I was arguing with Travis. You were way off. Hold on. I'm going to go back and look. I'm going to do some research. Not only was it in Vegas, but it was probably one of the fastest fight cards that so, ever happened. Oh, so I'm wrong because you said it was the longest one ever. Because yeah, I believe what you were telling me. No, there's another one out there it. of something going on. Because I remember also an argument with Travis. him being like, this is so exciting. And it's like, we're losing all of them in the first round. We're going to be out of here before. Like, I- I'm going to have to look it up. But, uh, yeah. There was only there was only knockouts and submissions that whole and actually even the other card we won't get into this I'm I'm sorry to, to digress but there was three decisions on the whole card UFC 36 that have sets been record for longest UFC event of all times this is in 2014 Cheetah versus Musasi 36 2014 it was UFC 36 was it Fox. I think Fight Night 36. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to look it up because so far I'm looking to be the dunce of the night. <sighs> hey, that's all right. I never checked you on it because I just believed you. Um, so Nagano's got Travis Brown, Derek Lewis, Andre Alassi is still technically ahead of him on this list, but I think he'll pop way up. Mark Hunt. I think we talked about this last week. We ben put him Rothwell, pretty much where. JDS, Alistair over him. I put him right above, above Rothwell. Right above Rothwell. And maybe give him Hunt? I would love to see him. Except fight. for, I don't think Hunt's going to be fighting because he's bitching about the UFC, which no, is not not a slam on him. That they were like supposed I'm... to sign him up against somebody really soon, and it looked like it was a done deal, and then it all kind of fell to shit. But I don't know which fight it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk Pena Shevchenko. Shevchenko looked really good. Called it. Yeah. Um, she fought Pena everywhere where Pena was comfortable in the clinch against the cage. They they went to the ground, and she eventually armbarred her, and everyone was like. No one saw that coming. Except for her teammates who were all, oh, you trained with her, you know it was coming. It's like, no. Well, if you think about it. There's no way your guys' plan was that it was going to be a submission. I'm sure you felt comfortable everywhere, but you wanted to keep it on the feet. Let's calm down. If you think about it, it's kind of brilliant. Uh, And you can't necessarily plan for this, but you can, right? Okay, it's Pena. She's going to feel like she has the, she's going to feel confident on the ground. Um, Kind of like the Yair Rodriguez, right? Where he baited the wrestler. Let him take him down and immediately throw on his submission. Like, and it, it obviously it didn't happen like that, but Pena didn't see that coming. Just like Shane Carwin freaking Brock Lesnar. If you don't see something coming when you get caught in it, you think you're okay, you think you're okay, and then you're donezo. And she got that arm bar was deep. And I sent a picture to you guys that uh, Talk MMA shared on, on Twitter. And uh, it, was a, it was a mean arm bar. And Shevchenko's. Shevchenko is the real deal. I want to go back and watch her original fight with Nunes. I did not watch it. She lost to Nunes, so I'm interested. I mean, she lost by KO, if I remember correctly. Um, Nunes is a beast. I mean, even with her mullet, her hockey <laughs> hair, her um, ape drape, what else do they call it? That that whole exchange was odd. Yeah, it was weird. Forced. But, um, I mean... It's it's hard for those two to hype fights. They had to do something. You have to sell. You have to sell. Um, but and they're taking responsibility. They're not. They're not just trying to rest on Ronda or anything like that. Like you didn't even get her name brought up. Like they're doing. I think a good job of trying to 
trying to get people interested in it. And I'm on. I'm honestly interested. I'd love to see that rematch. And obviously, that has to happen. I don't even remember the first one, so I can't wait for the rematch. Play it back. Play it back. It's just like uh, what was the other one that we talked about that nobody saw, and so no one realized. I, I you and I were talking about it. And I was like, "This is a you know, so and so won the first one," and you're like, "These guys have fought before." I was like, yeah, apparently no one knows it. It was like three years ago. Um, but nonetheless, I I like Shevchenko. She seems like a sweetheart. She trains out in Peru and her freaking coach got shot in a robbery. Juice Shevchenko? He, you never heard that story? Fights out of Peru? Yeah. Cause, yeah, she trains in Peru right now. Look it up. I will. Look it Don't up. Don't think I won't. I got the internet in front of me. She lives in Peru right now. Um because she was the one that was in the, the shootout with her and her coach, right? They were in a Peruvian fast food restaurant or whatever it was. Probably not fast food, just restaurant. And um, and the guy came in with a gun, and the coach shot the guy. The guy shot the shot back and hit the coach once. Tell me who's right. You were. Okay. You already knew it. Why do you need to hear it? Because Why you, you said, I'm going to check you on that. Yeah. Yeah. the... Look at this. Let's run this back a little bit. Yeah, just two seconds ago, you told me you were dead wrong about Denver, and I just believed you and trusted you. <laughs> I tell you that Shevchenko trains in Peru, and you immediately fact-check me, uh-huh. and I'm right. Right. This is an abusive relationship, guys. <laughs> I uh-huh. just trust you, and I shouldn't. No, you should. And you should just trust me, and you don't. Fact. I don't like this. I don't feel appreciated. Um. <laughs> this this heavyweight card's really bugging me. Um, oh no, she lost it. Sorry, Amanda Nunes won by decision. March fifth, two thousand sixteen. Not even a year ago. Uh, I when it, uh, Court McGee versus oh Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Nunes Shevchenko, which means we watched this fight. Because Latifi, Anderson, Lawler, home, I liked it. home versus Tate. I liked Tate it won. on Facebook. He liked one on Facebook. Fight. Um, <laughs> you don't uh, even have a Facebook. I did one then. That was on. Nunez outstruck her. 66 to 56. Significant strikes. 39 to 28. Takedowns 2 to 1. And then she tried two submission attempts. So she... Congratulations to Shevchenko, just because, again, nobody saw a submission coming from her end, and I was so sick of Pena, just... There was so much hate coming her way after she lost. Good. So much hate. Good. You don't tell people, you should be grateful, like, like you're the big draw, like, I'm not saying know your place or anything like that, you're a fighter, I appreciate what you do, like, we all love your sport, but like... I told her on Twitter to go back and fight guys at bars. And apparently, a lot of people really appreciated it. Good. It was a tweet of the night from us. From you. From me. You did it. But, like, I just, I mean, I, I, I don't want her to be irrelevant or anything like that. I'm not hoping the worst for her or anything like that. But it was just such a silly thing to say. It's like, nobody knows who you are outside of hardcore MMA fans. Like, mm-hmm. the reason why you're ranked second is because... The two greats retired, and the other one went up in weight. Mm-hmm. Like, speaking of that fight, both of them. Uh, what was it? They said GDR is is zero six against ranked opponents, and Holly Holm has lost her last three fights. But neither of them at that weight class are both undefeated. Yeah, that 
sad. All right. Uh, what do we want to talk about? Before we get into the next card, man, let's talk Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor holding, holding his own pay-per-view for $5. Who's he? For whatever reason. Um, he's just this Irish guy that's trying to break into the UFC um, using Floyd, Floyd Mayweather to boost his name. It's not a bad move. No, it's not. Uh, so he said that he had more at his arena than they did there. They might have been like a more crazy crowd, but apparently they more than doubled them in Denver at the Pepsi Center. I was going to say he had like 52,000. I thought he had 5,000. No, Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, they had 13 last night. Yeah. No, and so here's the thing about Conor McGregor, just like freaking what's-his-face said, if you check his numbers, like Tony Ferguson said and Chel Sonnen said, if you check his numbers, none of them are accurate. He doesn't care, <laughs> which means he'll probably be president of the United States here soon. Mm-hmm. I just... <laughs> It, it's fun though that like he did that for people. Like I'm sure that was a way. Except for I don't understand paying 400 pounds for those tickets. No. What in the world? Or five dollars for a pay per view when you can just watch it the next day. Listen, I'm I'm gonna lay something out on the line right here. You're a loser if you paid 400 dollars to watch Conor McGregor give an interview to Ariel Hawani. I can agree. Unless you just have disposable 400 pounds, and that's like unless you have like millions that, and millions that's of like dollars. Five hundred bucks. It's too much. Yeah. For I agree. It, it's one of those things, man. Like, I can understand if, like, something cool happened and you could say, I was here, you know, I was there the, the moment that it happened because that's why people pay like for anything. Like the birth right? of his son. Like what? The birth for his son. Go to that arena. Yeah. The All birth right. for his son. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D gives birth at uh, whatever park in, in Ireland. What is that? Clark's Park? What's the big one? I don't know. There's a big he said one it during it, but I don't know. So here's my issue. He didn't actually say anything. There was no big announcement. There was no really anything. All he did is just basically say, like, everything's still up in the air. Well, he's a genius, though. Like, what is what does the NFL fight to do all year long? Get press? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, they always want to be in the news cycle. That's why, like, when they're done, you get, you get the draft. And then you get, like, the everything. There's always something the, to go yeah. until you hit preseason. And then preseason starts. Like, he knows he's going to be out for a while. Indefinitely, apparently. Uh-huh. The next thing he's going to do, which is funny because they said they're going to have an interim belt. And he was like, no, I'm coming back. And Dana White was like, we have not talked about him coming back at all. He, last I heard, he's going to be gone for 10 months. And then all of a sudden he has a pay-per-view and he's like, I'm not coming back until I fight Floyd Mayweather. Did well, you see Floyd Mayweather's interview? Mm-mm. He did one. All right, let's talk about this and we'll talk about what, what Floyd Well, I was said. just going to say, like, we always we always say it's like, uh, he didn't say anything. He didn't do this. Because I, I agree. I'm like, it gets annoying. It's like, he's he, he's a genius. Like, let's just put it out there. But the other thing is it's we we talk about him. His name gets brought up on this podcast. And I've literally made a concerted effort to not say his name on multiple times. And I will be the one, like, without even saying anything to you, I'll be the one to say it. Who? (laughs) You know. You know. Well, I'll even just, like, in comparison, like, well, look at what Connor did. Like, so, I mean, we could say any – Anything we want about him, but at the end of the day, we are talking about him still, and we're not even huh? the biggest Conor McGregor fans. I'm a pretty big Conor McGregor fan. I'm getting a little bit annoyed by his antics. For him to come out and be like, I took the Vince McMahon walk, and I don't care about the WWE. The WWE. I love that line. And well, no, I mean, it's funny, but like, what does that mean? He didn't say, I'm, I'm going to the WWE, and I'm going to fight at WrestleMania. There's no announcement. He didn't announce his next UFC fight. He didn't announce his freaking Floyd Mayweather fight. He didn't technically announce freaking Conor McGregor Productions either. 
That was going to be his big announcement, right? After the, the UFC fight with Nate Diaz. Didn't he say newly minted McGregor Productions? Or promotions, excuse me. He was going to bring it up at the end of the, the second Nate Diaz fight, and then he didn't. Well, no, didn't he say newly minted at that one? Didn't, it so was it, put, it wasn't put together at that time? No, that, yes, last night, didn't he say that? He said that that's what he was going to announce, so maybe it wasn't done until last night. That was technically his only big thing. But everyone knew that Conor McGregor Productions actually existed. That's well, not new. Well, that's not new, but I mean like... It might actually be ready to go. So now you know nothing, but you are ex- not excited, but interested in three different routes that Conor McGregor can take. Four if you count featherweight. So you've got featherweight, lightweight, uh, Floyd, WWE, Game of Thrones. didn't even talk about that. Um, they, they, oh, yeah, because he's going to be on it, right? Uh-huh. Plus, he's in video games. Plus, he's supposed to be shooting movies. Hollywood. So it's like... Here's... For my reason, sorry to cut you off. Here's the reason it's it's big that he talked about those three things, right? What are the biggest things right now in any combat sport? The UFC, the WWE, and Floyd May- Mayweather boxing. That means in every single one of those new sites for boxing, for wrestling, and for MMA, he will be the top talking point in those three avenues. Yeah, which he's means, a genius. And I agree. I'm just irritated because he didn't actually talk about anything. Feel really irritated. And I don't condone this, but I'm just saying what we should do is just not talk about him. I can't do that. I know me either. I like him. I like I'm to talk about him. This. He, I want him to lose every time he steps in the ring, but I, 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 I love him for the sport. I, I want to see. He's the only person I want to see fight one or two more times and then retire on top. No, no, I want him to lose one or two more times and keep fighting <laughs> and keep talking. Just keep losing. Mm-hmm. Not keep losing. He can win a couple, but like I would, I would, I want him in the hunt for the belts. Every like, it's a, it's an event. It literally is an event. He's so far ahead of the game of everybody as far as promotion goes. Yeah. I I would actually include Floyd in in that. Like he's better than Floyd. Time will tell if he's uh, better this, than yeah, Floyd. This time, yeah. And I might be a homer on that, but he's making moves where like he, I don't know, man. Um, I agree. So let's talk Floyd Mayweather. Um, there's a, a, about a two-minute interview because right after the the last card, there was a boxing match, and Floyd Mayweather was there. It was very interesting because Floyd Mayweather was not being Floyd Mayweather, the the promoter, right? He was like Floyd Mayweather, the, the normal guy that's just at this event that he's watching probably someone he knows fight at. So they talked to Conor McGregor, and he's like, did you watch any of this? And he was like, no, of course, you know, of course not. And he's like, well, he says that you know, he's going to fight you no matter what. He's going to invite you out to meet with him like you did with you know, Manny Pacquiao, and he wants to get it to, to work out or whatever. And he's like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, if we can work the numbers out as we know, like, we can make it happen. But he didn't like, it was interesting to see Floyd Mayweather just as a normal guy rather than a promoter. And he just seemed so down to earth. And he had this smirk on his face like, Come on. Everyone knows. To me, the smirk said everyone knows this isn't actually going to happen. Um, but he was kind of like, well, you know, the people want it. So we're, we're going to try and make it work. You know, we got to we got to get the money and everything and we got to try and make it work. But um, I don't do the interview justice. But really, it just seems like Floyd Mayweather just couldn't have cared less. I just and, loved him also talking about, well, well, damn it. We'll just, <laughs> I might just end up fighting. uh Pacquiao or Manny said Manny, but I love that. Like, eh, just jump to the next thing. Like, have everybody guessing. Yeah. Be again in the news cycle for another month because he brought up Pacquiao's name. And on top of that, he's not making money now. Like, that's the other thing. That's a power play with the UFC. Well, 
okay, you're going to take time off. You're not getting paid. Bullshit. One night I can make this. I don't have to train. He is still training, obviously, but it's like I don't have to fly out to the U.S., go to go to England. I made, what, five five ahead. So we're talking $250,000. In one night. Um, Plus pay-per-view buys. That's that math's way off. It's twenty five thousand. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that seems a lot. Um, so we're talking four hundred people. You did four hundred pound times five thousand people. Right? I did five. Oh no, that's just for the pay per view buys. That's five dollars. So, so you so got to figure five thousand yeah, people paid four hundred dollars. It's a lot higher than that. So I, I just he's a genius, and I mean he's still making money, not millions, but paying for the birth of his child. That's well, for we already darn know sure. that he rents all of his super expensive looking stuff for, for the freaking press conferences. He's not paying for those things. Maybe the cars, because those things he can actually keep for a long, a long period of time. But like the, I don't think he owns both Rolls Royce. You think he doesn't? Not both of them. He's a smart businessman. Um, He's not going to blow his money. Also, uh, they're reporting, this was another big one for the UFC event last, uh, last night. Denver, uh, yeah. Two million people watched. That's bigger than Chelsea versus Tito Ortiz with a lot smaller name name value, that's, I think. That's crazy. That's awesome. It was on Fox, too, though, so they get that bump. But that's great on Fox. Most people are like, I don't want to watch it because this is not the kind of thing I'm interested in. I don't want to see two grown men lay on top of each other. So the fact that they got two million people on Fox is huge. I don't know who they what they were competing with. I mean, that could play a lot into it. But Shevchenko and Shevchenko and Pena are not the biggest names. Cerrone no. is. Arlovsky, I think, has a pretty big draw because of his name from way back in the oh, day. Oh, I got to text Travis. Um, I lost that too. You know how? Uh, you know how what we were talking about? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, like Arlovsky, are people really know, do people really know that Arlovsky's fighting? Travis, one hundred percent knew. So uh, <laughs> I was also I've been wrong all. Oh man, I'm week. gonna start checking you on your privilege. I wait, I checked me. That's what I was doing. Checking you on your privilege, and I came what, clean about it. So what else is going on this week, man? We got ten minutes before we get into this. Well, we've got ten minutes left, but before we get into this card, we got Conor McGregor, Mayweather, all of that good stuff. Do we have anything else? No announcements as of right now, right? MMA hours tomorrow. We'll, we'll probably get something on there. But there's no other big, big news. So the next big thing, the return of the Korean zombie. I love it. He did his two years of Korean military time, and he's done. He's coming back out of South Korea, 13-4, and four, fighting Dennis Bermudez, number nine. The only person that ever did a, what, a, a tornado a tornado submission or whatever it's called. Twister. Against freaking Efren Escudero. I thought it was Leonard Garcia. That's what it was. Sorry. It was Leonard Garcia. So I, to me, those two are interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> Efren Escudero and Leonard Garcia are basically the same person in a different weight class for me. Um, I don't mean that in any type of racist way. Basically, they just always come in and lose and then get cut from the UFC and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then lose and then get cut and then come back. Those two men. Um, so interestingly enough, his last fight was his loss against Jose Aldo in 2013 for the title. Mm-hmm. When he tore <clears> his, <throat> it was his rotate cause he got injured that fight. Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. Yeah. He tore uh, something in his shoulder if I remember correctly, but he was on a three fight win streak before that he lost to he, Leonard Garcia and then beat him and he, he lost to George Dominic. He knocked yep. him out in like the fastest time ever. Right. Yeah. It was the record. He beat Leonard Garcia after losing to him. He beat Dustin Poirier at that. And 
I mean, I don't think he technically should have got a title fight after that, but that <clears throat> that division was really shallow in 2013. Jose Aldo had already beat everybody. And so, I mean, he deserved it enough. He was a fan favorite. This is one of those that I don't quite understand, right? Everyone talks about how foreigners aren't usually someone that's really liked by U.S. Um, US MMA fans. That they have a harder you know, time picking up, picking up fans and so on. I don't feel like South Koreans are like that. Everyone's really high on Choi. Everybody's huge on the Korean zombie, especially with only, only after three wins. Um, two losses and then three wins in a row. Like... I still think they, I think he's a great fighter, but I, he's one of my favorites. I love him because he's just such a just a happy guy. Yeah, and Choi's kind of the same way, but Choi it's because of like how he's fighting that people I think like him. But honestly, I, I don't think South Korea is really has anything to do with it. Mm-mm. Think about Dong Hyun Kim. You love him. I did when he was first in there. I liked him a lot actually, but. I also like Dennis Bermudez, so uh, this is a little this is tough for me because uh, I'm just looking for an exciting fight. Oh, I want the Korean Zombie to win so bad. I like Dennis Bermudez just fine, but I, I love still the Korean always Zombie. Rem- always remember when this dude was on the Ultimate Fighter, Dennis Bermudez, and was like, "I was ready to be a dad," and then I figured out that the kid wasn't mine. <laughs> oh shit! Um, do you remember who we lost to in the Ultimate Fighter? Diego Brandao destroyed his arm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And look, tables have turned. Look at what's happened. So the other big fight on this one, obviously Alexa Grasso, who's already number twelve in the UFC after one win. Um, the the uh, Mexi- Mexicana heartthrob that they're really trying to push. <laughs> She's nine and zero. Um, you're going to be seeing a lot, a lot more of her. Poor Felice Herring, man. She's played. She's played heel to a lot of people. She played heel to PVZ. Um, she's now playing Hill to Alexa Grasso. You know, she's there basically to prove where they stand. They should beat Felice Herring in order to move up in the UFC. But you feel bad for Felice Herring, and at the same time, not right. I mean, she is getting her face seen against uh, Paige Van Zandt and against Alexa Grasso and these type of people. It's always going to boost her as well. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the return of OSP after his arm being broken. Against Jones. Against Jones. I don't think he's fought since then, right? No, he did. He he lost to Minowa. Right Jimmy Minowa. Yeah, somebody was talking about him getting cut, which is just not going to happen. No. If he even loses this next one, he's not going to. Why so, would they cut him? So he lost to he's Glover. On his first co- he's still in his first UFC contract, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And. So he's making maybe 30-30. He did him a favor for the John Jones fight and he, didn't look terrible. Like, and then lost to Manawa. Like, he's not getting cut. Shut up. You got to remember, this guy was on a tear at first. And then he lost to Glover Teixeira. He beat... He lost to Ryan Bader. He's only lost to the top five. Gegard Masasi. So he lost to Jones and then Jimmy Manawa last. And now he's fighting a potential UFC newcomer. And so, I mean, they're just trying to get him back on the right track. OSP's an exciting fighter. He shouldn't get caught, especially in a super, super shallow uh, light heavyweight division. There's no way you cut this guy. You don't. I mean, Ryan Bader could be out of the UFC based on how much Bellator can pay him, even though I doubt that he leaves because he's going to have to fight Rampage again and Chell and just, you know, really lame fighters over in Bellator. However... His contract's done. So if you lose Bellator, you need someone like OSP just to potentially be there as someone that can fight in the 205 division, which is sad to say, but 
anyone that says he's getting cut doesn't realize how shallow the 205 division is right now. So I know that uh, I know that Anthony Hamilton is making his debut, I believe, at 205. Um, hopefully, because it shows his weight is 260, and it shows Marcel Fortuna's weight at 205. Um, so let's ho- let's hope that he's actually cutting down. I believe that he is because he's looked really good. Anthony Hamilton's looked really good at heavyweight, and he he's a kind of a Daniel Cormier looking dude where he could actually cut down quite a bit. He did lose the Francis Naganu. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? He's he's on and off, on and off, on and off. Uh, let's get into the Angela Hill. Are you familiar with Angela Hill? I believe that you are, right? No. Oh, man. You either would really like her or really dislike her. She was on The Ultimate Fighter when... Why would I like... What What? What, what makes you think that? She's very outspoken. About what? Everything. Um, She's kind of like Juliana Pena, but not as much like everyone wants to see me. She, are we going to get lectured about Trump? Basically, she would do that. Ugh. Yeah. It's not that I love Trump, obviously, but I'm just sick of being lectured about it. Well, and she's she's on the Tyron Woodley train. I like him, but so I might like her on the on the train of like the UFC doesn't treat them right based on race, not solely. Based. Never mind, I don't like. Never mind, never yeah. mind. <laughs> I don't like that because I think. I mean, he hasn't said anything since. But did she wait? Has she said that? Well, she jumped. On, she jumped on board with him when he was coming out and like the UFC is not pushing me because of of race. And she was like, and then she did the Great White Hope or whatever it was, and then people jumped on it. And she was like, "It's a movie, you guys. It's not like back off." But she's she's very outspoken on everything. Like she's one of those where if she has a problem or if she has an issue, she she posts and she speaks up about it. Which is what's her Twitter handle? Uh, probably Overkill Hill. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> but at the same time, she's fun, right? She comes out in a warrior's jacket and she's got the hair. Like she's she's fun to watch. But the thing is, is she's already been. She was the Invicta champion, mm-hmm. but she already she came into the UFC with the the straw, not the straw weights. What were the the one one thirty fivers? She she came into the UFC with the one thirty fivers when they opened that division. She didn't look good. Um, she got kind of handled. She ended up getting booted from the from the UFC. And then she went over to Invicta, and she she looked really good in Invicta. And now she's do fighting just, at strawweight. Do you think this is just something for Jessica Andrade to try to get hers to boost it a little bit more to start doing something with her and Joanna? Um, no, I know. think this is. I mean, maybe, but Angela Hill, she is a fan favorite because people know who she is because she talks so much because she has the look, um, because she's she's always on on Twitter actually communicating back and forth with people on Twitter, whether it be negative or positive. Like she, she does a very good job of marketing herself. Um, I think the UFC wanted her to be bigger before, and then she just kept losing. So they couldn't, they couldn't hold on to her. It seems like they're more just putting her on ice. Cause Angela Hill's not even ranked. Right. But, um, but she was an Invicta champion, right. which gives her some. And cause it's a number five against an unranked opponent. That kind of seems weird, but she, she did beat Joanne Calderwood. Um, Angela Hill. Yeah, she no, lost Jessica her Andrade. Oh yeah, no. And so I just think they're trying to keep her around because they need some. They need somebody yeah. to fight Joanna. And I, who the hell is it going to be? Well, Andrade, know. Andrade looked really bad for a while, and then I think her last three fights. So mm, after, she lost to Raquel Pennington, but she's also beat Raquel Pennington, and then she lost to Marianne Renau, and then Liz Carmouche. But that was so. Yeah, Andrade actually has looked pretty good, even though she lost two fights ago, mm-hmm. three fights ago now. She's looked good. Those two fights, she looked really, really good. 
Um, and so I know that they're actually like she's moving up in the division quite because she actually has looked really good. Her and Raquel Pennington basically are the next two possible potential um, title contenders. So you're going to see them fight again? Third time? I doubt it. Rubber I think, match? I think they send one and then they send the next. I think that's kind of how they do it. Angela Hill. That's probably what. Because they need. I mean, I don't. Who else is going to fight? Joanna. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to have to start throwing the top five at her and hope for the best. Angela Hill, I hope she does well. She's 6-2, and two, um, but she did lose to Tisha Torres and Rose Namajunas before they booted her out of the UFC in 2015. She went to Invicta. She did well. She won the Invicta belt. They, she was supposed to fight earlier, actually, but because of the Brock Lesnar rule of, like, if you've ever been in the UFC, you have to go through your USADA, train, your USADA testing. Um, so they said, hey, cool, we're going to have to pull you from this fight. She was really sad. She was worried about not having enough money for training or whatever. They gave her an exemption, and now she's going to be fighting on this card. Um, but it was interesting how they did it because she she basically filmed herself crying and like, hey, I'm not going to be on this card. I was really excited. Sorry, guys, it was USADA. And I thought it was like she had pinged for something, um, but it was USADA and the, the time frame. And, of course, she just got an exemption, which means that really means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if GSP were to come back or BJ Penn, like, a lot of those guys, it doesn't matter. I guess BJ Penn had to wait, but that's because Dana White never wanted him to come back. But I'm excited enough to watch this card. Yeah. Um, I With think some poker. I, I definitely think it is a sleeper card, just like Denver was. Actually, Denver wasn't a sleeper card. That looked like it was going to be a good card, and it was. I think this looks like a sleeper card, and I think they're setting some people up to get to get tr- to get beat. I mean, maybe not. Did, I would bet that most of the betting lines on these fights are really, really close, other than OSP. Mm-hmm. Because Andrade Hill is going to be close because no one really knows where Hill's at as compared to UFC competition. Trujillo Vic will be close, even though Vic is 9-1. and one, He's never looked good. Mm-hmm. Grasso Herring, I mean, that should be pretty close because Grasso hasn't been in the UFC that long, even though her old fights, she looked really good. Ramirez Young, I mean, we'll see if the ring rust is there, but I doubt it. And then OSP, I mean, he should run through, but this is going to be a pretty evenly... Evenly uh, split card when it comes to betting. To pick them, pretty much, you think? Yep. Except for the OSP. Yep. See, I think the Bermudas one is it's it should be favoring Bermudas a lot more because I do believe in ring rust. And, oh yeah. Um, Two years, especially with not being able to train the same way. He might still have trained, but it's not going to be the same way. I think the Korean military has a pretty good training regimen. Um, sure, but it's not the do, same. Well, it's like Marines, right? Marines train BJJ, and they train all of that. And then you watch Marines get into the UFC and figure that they would have a better base, and then they just get rocked. Um, that being said, Is you got anything else it? to talk about? That's it. So I was kind of reflecting in my head over all the nice things that I said about Conor McGregor. So what I propose we do is we don't actually post this podcast. If you guys want it, text, tweet us in the DMs, and we will send you the audio because I don't want jo- – or. I don't want uh, what's your brother's name? I don't want Sean. Sean to know all the nice things that I said. <laughs> if no one hears you say that, then how in the world are they supposed to get you? You know. You know. No, I have no idea. The universe will let them know. The universe. The we'll point just, is, you, you just put it out there. So the they know. point is, Sean can't hear. He should but have been Sean, here. But wait a minute, Sean's Duck the only us. Sean's the only one that will hit us up and be like, "Hey, where's <laughs> where's the podcast?" Right. So we didn't have one this week, Sean. We have to send it directly. to We him didn't have this one, Sean. He's the only one that asks us. Anyway, thanks guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, we love you lots. 
Bye.